Hello and welcome back to the Creative Productive Podcast with me, your host, Sarah Boyle from Positively Productive, a productivity mentor who helps you get things done in a way that feels good. So welcome back. It is the final few episodes of the season today. I'm dropping two at once. I've dropped a solo episode, which is going to basically give you a little bit of a pep talk and encourage you to take time off over Christmas and help you with a few strategies. And also we have this episode, a lovely interview with Jo from Mad and Sad Club, who is a wonderful woman. Um, I wanted to get her on the podcast for ages and finally she was available, which is great. Um, But we are talking all about boundaries, which is so relevant, especially around Christmas. People's kind of work needs to be put on hold. You need to have a rest. So being able to set boundaries is really, really important around this time of year. It was a really great conversation. She's so good about, I think, building a business on your terms and really about gaining the control and even though Joe's not so keen on the word productivity, I feel like we had quite a lot of things, similar kind of values around boundaries and productivity and all of that stuff and it's quite interesting for us to kind of explore that from each other. So it's a really lovely interview, I really hope you enjoy and um, I'm going to stop talking and uh, here we go. Hi Joe, it's great to have you on the podcast today. How are you doing? Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm all right, thank you. I have been really feeling like I've got very little energy in the mornings recently, but I'm more of I'm I'm not a morning bird, whatever it is, morning yeah. lark or a night owl. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm more of an afternoon kind of gal, so this is my time. Yeah, I love that thing that's like um I'm not a a morning lark I'm not a night owl I'm like a permanently exhausted pigeon (laughs) (laughs) yeah I definitely feel like a bit of a floppy pigeon in the mornings at the moment but yeah Mm. afternoon is generally when I tend to like have my like focus time I focus work so um but then I'm in bed at like nine so there's there's a short window for me in that time you just go for it yeah I love it so just to start with we went off a little tangent there but I love doing that um so can you please introduce yourself in case some of the listeners don't really know who you are and what you do yeah of course um my name is Joe. um I run Mad and Sad Club um which I set up in February 2019 um before that I worked for 11 years in communications um I ran like big multidisciplinary teams but ick corporate word um <laughs> and yeah over the course of 18 months no a year over 2017 to 2018 I experienced two mental health crises basically two breakdowns um and got signed off work for quite a while like three four months and after that realized I just could not continue to live and work in the way that I was um and decided to well, I was lucky I got to take redundancy and then decided to, um, yeah, set up on my own and help people essentially run their businesses so that it supports their brains, bodies, neurodivergence, chronic health issues, mental health issues, general way of <laughs> being. <laughs> so, yeah, I kind of made out my job, but it's fun. I- yeah I feel like a lot of business owners I say that to people a lot when they ask me what I do and I'm like oh I'm a productivity mentor I kind of made it up (laughs) (laughs) yeah because they're kind of like how did you get into that I'm like yeah I just made it up just made up my own genre sure yeah this is what I do now (laughs) um yeah that's really interesting so you come from kind of a place of quite a lot of you know personal experience with this stuff 
I'm guessing that really helps you relating to your clients and things like that. Yeah, I think, um, you know, overwhelm, anxiety, low mood are all natural human emotions. Um, But when those things, you know, turn into clinical issues, um, it can just become very hard to both manage your mental health and do your work at the same time. And I think what I try and help people do is just, uh, you know, notice, acknowledge what their experience is, whether they have a mental health issue or a chronic health condition or an amazing neurodivergent brain, like notice what their reality is and allow themselves to, you know, design their work and their business around that rather than you know, try and fit their square peg into a round hole. Yeah, that's amazing because I think there's a lot of these ideas, obviously, on the internet and in all like the business world of, you know, like this kind of hustle culture and you've got to work really hard. And if you have a side hustle, you've got to be working after you finish your job and, you know, it should consume you and everything. But the reality is, I think a lot of people want to start businesses because they want a better work-life balance but that intention can get lost in the kind of noise of this hustle culture and this I should be doing this I, mm. you know they say I've got to work this hard so I have to do it but actually for me a lot of the business owners that I look up to the most are the ones that really are doing it on their own terms people mm. like Jen Carrington who does you know doesn't barely post on Instagram and is kind of very away from all that you know she's my coach and at one point and it's definitely I think almost more powerful I think to really have to get back to you and what you Mm -hmm. want and listen to yourself and that can be really hard yeah it is really hard because you know we're taught that um it's not just it hustle culture is like kind of really big and loud and insidious especially in the self-employed run your own business world um but what that is a symptom of not to get too political is a capitalist system um and of course the capitalist system tells us we have to work hard and we have to work long hours and nothing that's easy is worth having because that's what feeds the capitalist system and what helps the people at the top of the system to cream the money off and so it is very hard for us to differentiate when I think especially when you've gone from being employed to being self-employed to differentiate between what we've been taught work is and work should be and what we actually want work to be you know Mm. down to our working hours the way the boundaries that we we put in place the way that we structure our days and our weeks the the amount of money that we want to earn the way that we want to do that every kind of everything from top to bottom about what we've been taught that work is and work has to be we can redefine for ourselves but because that's such a big thing it's quite overwhelming um and I think pretty much every self-employed person business owner I've spoken to has said I went self-employed to give myself more freedom Mm. and what we often find is that we don't give ourselves that freedom we in fact become the worst boss we've ever had (laughs) (laughs) because we well for many many reasons and especially those reasons are even more myriad for you know people that I work with people with mental health stuff and Mm. neurodivergence and and other kind of you know things that they've been you know discriminated against because of in the past because we're taught that you know, the way we are is not the right way and it's not normal and it doesn't fit into the box that work 
should be and looks like um and so it's even harder for for a lot of people to yeah figure out how they actually want to work and then give themselves the freedom to do that yeah that's all I just I'm, I'm kind of I don't want to say I'm speechless but I'm just kind of all these things that I'm worrying in my head <laughs> bing, 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 bing. yeah so many ideas from the things you said but essentially what we kind of want to get into and like dive a little bit deeper into today with this conversation I feel like we could probably just talk for hours <laughs> what we want to want to focus on um especially is the idea of boundaries and productivity because I know that that's something that you've looked at quite a lot in your work I was having a little stalk of your website it's not stalking but <laughs> <laughs> I was your website. to be looked at <laughs> Yeah, I came outside your house and I looked into your window. Okay. <laughs> and you were hanging your boyfriend about boundaries. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so there's a lot of stuff that you do related to boundaries. And obviously I've seen it on your Instagram as well. And it's something that you're talking about, especially in relation to Christmas coming up and boundaries around that. Um, so why is boundaries such a prevalent thing in your work? I think... So I have this way of thinking about doing business that is the way I kind of, that underpins kind of everything I teach feels like the wrong word, but <laughs> preach maybe yeah. is, the, is the more appropriate word. Um, it's this thing I developed called the Heartwood Way. Um, and basically it's it's based on a tree, on a yew tree. And what I believe is that our wants and needs are the heartwood of the tree, the centre of the tree, the roots of the tree, what anchors you to the earth. And that is the way I think about business. Rather than thinking, you know, I will fulfil my needs when I've earned enough, when I have mm. enough clients, when I've reached this arbitrary marker. We're never going to reach, we're never going to give ourselves our needs if we wait to reach a point whereby we're allowed to. So what I think is that our needs should come first and everything else in our business should be built on top of that. And what boundaries do is protect those basic needs and make it easier for you to fulfill those needs, to give yourself those things that you need. And I think the reason why boundaries stuff has become so important to my work and important to the people that you know I spend time with online and in my work is that I think we kind of get a bit confused about what boundaries are and there's a lot of talk about boundaries online mm. at the moment and over the last year or so and my approach is to like try and make it as simple as possible and I think that boundaries at their root are behavior ways of being, ways of acting, ways of playing in each other's space. Um, and so I try and make it like as simple as possible for people to identify and put boundaries in place. So thinking about boundaries in three ways. So boundaries with yourself, boundaries with others in your space, whether that's people that you work with, your family, people in your online community, and boundaries with the online world itself. Yeah. Um, and by putting those things in place you are protecting your needs and giving yourself the things that you need, making it easier for you to give yourself those things. And like I say, what I often find is that people give themselves their needs last and never quite get to the point of giving themselves those things. Yeah, I think that's very true with, with businesses as well. Wanting to get your business to a place, you know, where it's going to kind of fulfill some kind of goal, maybe financial, maybe you're going to get it to a place where you can work on it full time. I think it can be really hard 
especially, you know, I've talked about with the hustle culture and stuff as well, to kind of set those boundaries when it feels like you're really, really striving for something. But I definitely agree because I think what you said about you're never going to really fully be kind of done and kind of tick everything off. Your needs are always there and you're always going to need to look after them. And I think it's a little bit similar in the way that I kind of teach productivity is that your productivity is not really the most important thing it's there but it needs to be kind of controlled and you need to be the person in the driving seat kind Mm. of deciding how Mm. you're going to be productive but putting your needs first and using strategies to do that and boundaries is something that I also kind of teach not as in-depth as you I really like those three different types of boundaries that you talked about but it's definitely a really important thing I think with productivity yeah I think It's interesting to hear you say that about productivity, actually, because I have quite a kind of negative approach to the idea of productivity. (laughs) Like, I think because I had such a traumatic experience um, personally with my corporate employed life and because that led to such a traumatic experience with my mental health, I... I have... (laughs) I've turned into this quite rebellious person when it comes to work like I don't want to fit any of the norms I don't want to um strive for perfection or strive at all (laughs) um I love the idea that work can be easy and it's still valuable when it's easy um so I think that's really interesting about you know as a productivity mentor productivity doesn't have to be the end goal um Mm. So yeah, thank you for sharing that. That makes me feel a lot better about my uh, my <laughs> my feelings about the word and this concept. I mean, yeah, essentially, I think it has just been skewed. Like people use, like they assign productivity like it's a personality trait, mm. and I don't think it is. I think it's kind of more of a skill, and it's something that you know you develop in your own way as well, and you use it for a purpose as well. Yes, for me. It's not just I have to seem productive as a human and I have to do all these things because that's what a productive human does. It's not really about that. It's about what's important to you. What are you wanting to achieve? This is the productivity is the kind of, for me, it's like that power and that focus of the time and the energy and everything that you put behind it to make it happen. So whether that's five minutes of productivity a day, you know, focused on something that you're truly passionate about rather than kind of, flailing around feeling like oh I need to be busy because I want to like it's like that thing of you know look busy the boss is coming yeah (laughs) Yeah. I think and I think that's exactly it my issue with the idea of productivity is that in our society productivity is held up as the end goal Mm -hmm. rather than like you said the focus and the energy that gets you towards some sort of goal or aspiration and that the end goal of of any of us when it comes to work should be to be productive and again I I keep saying it not to be political but of course (laughs) like that is that is the whole point of capitalism they want us to be productive to make more things in the factory to make more money Mm -hmm. the system going and I you know, we all live, work and operate in a, in an inherently capitalist system, but I choose to opt out of those parts that I don't feel serve me. And the idea of productivity being this end goal that we must meet is one that doesn't serve me. But I do love 
your take on it of actually it's a it's it's more of like a process like the productive bit is the the process to get you to the place that you want to be yeah and it can look totally different for everyone and it doesn't have to look like that kind of capitalist version of producing as much as possible yes but I think I think the the modern world has problems with productivity and I think also boundaries as well Mm. and I think especially since the last few years and the pandemic and the working from home um have you had kind of many clients or kind of people approach you struggling I suppose with that kind of blurring of the boundaries yeah god yeah I mean I think when you work for yourself boundaries are even harder because what used to help me set boundaries in my corporate job was like like a lack of respect or a lack of caring of in some areas like I don't actually care what that person thinks I'm just not going to do that thing but when it's your own business of course you care and of course you have respect for your business and your clients and the people that you're working with um and so it's much harder to put boundaries in place for many reasons one being you know you really care two is I think that especially when we work for ourselves that the the sort of compulsion to equate our work with our value Mm. grows um and because you know we've got so much skin in the game we're so invested in this like this has to work and I am the only one who will make it work and so what we then kind of what the natural and next step there is is I need to be working all the time to make this work and until you have evidence that you don't have to do that it's very hard to allow yourself to put boundaries in place and I think the hardest of those three areas of boundaries that I kind of preach about boundaries with yourself boundaries with others and boundaries of the online world the hardest one is boundaries with yourself because Mm. no one's looking if you break that boundary and also if we think about boundaries as behavior it's it's boundaries are both behavior and thought patterns so for example if um if I you know respond to dms on instagram late in the evening my thought pattern is perhaps um oh if I don't respond to this person now then they'll think I'm really unprofessional and never never want to work with me again and so then I respond to the message and that is me overworking is me working outside of the hours that I know are healthy for me and and that's me crossing my own boundary and why that is so difficult is because me overworking is such an ingrained pattern of behavior that I have developed throughout my entire career that it takes a lot of practice and time and effort to basically grow new neural pathways, grow new brain muscle memory to change our behavior. Um, Mm. And I think in the pandemic, what we've noticed is that yes more of us than ever before are working in the same space that we live in and therefore it's harder to differentiate between work and life um often because you can see the work right there when you're like eating your lunch or like reading your book um and also I think because I think when um particularly in the UK um when the pandemic first kind of um 
became very front of mind when that lockdown was first announced in March 2020. I think those of us who work for ourselves, and I'm sure those who work for companies and were facing things like furlough, but those who work for ourselves, I think, develop this mentality of, I've got to make it work. I have no other option. Um, mm. But 18 months later, we can't, we can't maintain that do or die feeling that do or die way of working and so I think lots of us I think dropped any boundaries that we had at that point (laughs) in March 2020 because we were like I've got to make this work Mm. and now we're exhausted from trying to do that for the last 18 months and we really desperately need to put some boundaries in place and when we desperately need those boundaries is when they're the hardest to maintain because we're tired and we're frightened definitely I feel like it's it's really interesting um to (laughs) kind of think about people's experiences in the world of work before they came became self-employed because for me I've never had like a corporate job really I've never had a job that's like been (laughs) that's paid me well enough for me to want to kind of overwork myself if that (laughs) makes sense because the jobs I've had you know in the past few years have been kind of not very well paid or I've been able to be like I'm not paid enough for this but maybe that's me already kind of being fairly comfortable with setting boundaries because Mm -hmm. I have a reason to and now I'm kind of self-employed I do feel like generally I set boundaries quite well the only thing I noticed for myself was that working another job at the same time and then having to you know obviously work on your business and try and grow a business and get to a you know because obviously I'm part-time in my work so my business needs to make some money for me to survive thank you um but trying to kind of manage that and also trying to balance everything that you've got going on so for me when I started setting those really kind of strict boundaries yeah it was quite scary because you're kind of like am I limiting myself Mm -hmm. but actually I think what I found was by limiting myself and limiting the time Mm -hmm. that I could work on things I was a lot more kind of productive and I was a lot more focused and I wasn't letting work kind of seep into every aspect of life and always thinking about it. Yeah. And I think um, we often think that boundaries will be limiting or will put people Mm. off or will make people think that they have to compromise. Um, And I am evangelical about Glennon Doyle's book Untamed. So this 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 is like something that I trot out all the time but in that book Queen Glennon um (laughs) she doesn't say it about boundaries but I think it's so it really really stuck with me um she says that as women particularly or or people who've been socialized as women we are fed this lie that by doing what's right for us is bad for other people and Mm. that doing what's right for us means compromise for other people but actually the reality is that by doing what's right for us we show everyone who sees us doing that that it's possible for them as well and I think that that is so true of boundaries because when you say oh actually I don't um take calls in the evening um this is this is the last call time that I've got on that day you're saying to that person that they also can choose not to work in the evening or can set time boundaries on when they work or by saying actually, no, I don't work for free. So thank you for that invitation to speak at that event. But unless there's a fee attached, that's not something that I'm able to do. Um, You're also showing that event organizer that they can 
choose to pay their speakers and they can ask to be paid for their labor as well um and so i think that by setting boundaries ourselves we show others that it's possible for them to do it as well and that's like super powerful definitely for the from the people i've seen in like the online business world who are really like strict with their boundaries and strict with like you know this is what i do this is what i don't it definitely does have such an impact on kind of new emerging business owners you know to get away from that hustle mm. mindset and to be like no this is what i choose and it's possible for me to build this thing whatever i'm doing in a way that is right for me because ultimately that's the goal people start businesses for freedom for flexibility yes. for good work-life balance so just because you're at the start doesn't mean that that should get lost exactly and what also what setting boundaries does is it sets people's expectations of what it's like to work with you rather mm. than implying that you can be explicit and say, I take, I have calls with my one-to-one -one pals on a Tuesday and a Thursday. I have call times for one person in the morning and one person in the afternoon. That means I work with a maximum of eight people at a time. Talking about my own boundaries here. But this is, <laughs> this is all on my website. It's in my welcome packs. It's in my marketing. I say it all the time. Um, so people have a really clear idea of what it's like to work with me before they even you know choose to or think about working with me and that's what I mean when I say boundaries are just behavior they're just mm. ways of playing together and I am in charge of my behavior and I am able to say what behavior is acceptable in my space um, and by preemptively setting those boundaries by saying this is when I work this is how I do it this is how we'll work together it means that you don't you need you get into that uncomfortable space of having to reinforce a boundary when someone pushes it less and less because people already know what it's like to work with you yeah I agree and I think it is really interesting to to look into that you know whole idea of and it comes up in a lot of workplaces like I know in my job the other day someone said you know don't be or almost like don't be offended if I just kind of I cannot set a boundary but like give you like an order or something or you know tell you to, to do this and I was like well no because I think sometimes people get really worried about communicating boundaries and coming across yeah. in the wrong way and coming across as like blunt or bossy or things like that whereas I'm kind of probably do come across to some people as quite blunt about things but I think clarity is just so important because yeah. then it's like you know where you both are you know where you both stand exactly and do you know what not if you were a man mm. saying oh I probably do come across as quite blunt you would be thought of as direct and yeah. straightforward and straight talking and so I think for women or you know people who have been socialized as women and brought up as women setting boundaries is even harder because we are taught that we should be selfless and pliant and kind and that to be safe and secure we must do those things so that we are accepted by society and that the you know the end goal of being a woman is to be selfless to lose mm. ourselves entirely and that to say no to something or not now or not in that way thank you is selfish and is actually thinking about ourselves which shocker yeah. is you know not what we're supposed to do as women um <laughs> oh so I think setting boundaries is it is the end our brain as women thinks it's the antithesis of safety and putting us in a vulnerable position. Whereas actually what it's doing is giving us our needs and making us feel safer from the inside 
so that we can you know create the working working environment that does fulfill those needs and doesn't constantly undermine them which is what happens when we don't have boundaries yeah what are the reasons might people kind of struggle to set boundaries oh so many (laughs) (laughs) what are some of the main ones that come up because I'm thinking of people who are listening and kind of thinking of like you know why they might be struggling to set boundaries I think when you work for yourself the main ones that that come up for for people that I've like worked with and spoken to are um fear of it's all rooted in fear fear of um yeah being bossy being unlikable um fear that if I say no I can't do that thing but I can do this thing or no I can't do it in that way but I can do it in this way or at this time that we will um that people won't want to work with us fear that basically fear that setting boundaries will minimize our likelihood of being able to earn money and be safe um also I think you know those of us who have had traumatic experiences in our past whether that is at work or whether it's with you know interpersonal relationships or whatever that trauma is rooted in um you know there can be some kind of trauma memories tied up in that which you know is the sort of work that it's only really safe for you to do with a clinician or a therapist or a psychotherapist but what we can do is notice where that kind of trauma is playing out in your work and acknowledge that and see if we can choose a different behavior um so like it feels like lots of the the reasons are different for lots of people i think another big one is if we think about boundaries as like a safety net for our needs as a protection to allow us to give ourselves our needs often often particularly working with women um I find that people don't actually acknowledge their needs or um, feel that their needs are secondary to others Mm. um, and that they don't deserve to have their needs met or it's not safe for them to have their needs met by their business. And so that then leads them to kind of not have boundaries in place because they don't believe that, that their needs are important enough to be protected or to be given to them. Um, And I think that's, again there are many reasons why we might feel that way but that's definitely something that comes up for a lot of people that I work with which is sad yeah I think especially when you you have I mean I'm single the only responsibility I have really is a cat but I think for people with kind She's of you know like responsibility we all I mean this. yeah she is <laughs> <laughs> compared compared to other people though with I suppose families you know, with children and husbands and all of that stuff. I think a lot of women, I suppose, are yeah used to putting others' needs before their mm-hmm. own. So mm-hmm. kind of almost forgetting that theirs are just mm-hmm. as valuable, if not possibly yeah. more valuable to kind of maintaining that nice yeah. symbiotic family life. But it's something that is really difficult for a lot of people to... It is. And even, you know, though I'm also like, um, don't have children by choice and even for those of us who you know don't have dependents or res- mm. responsibilities in inverted commas um often how that shows up in in terms of the putting others needs before our own um is you know always putting our clients needs first and often yeah. like in sort of people who have service based businesses or you know uh, coaching or in in kind of caring industries um 
you know, a big motivation for people is supporting others and helping others. And that is really powerful, but it can become detrimental to you when you put others' needs before your own Mm. and ignore or don't give yourself your own needs. And I think that's where often this idea of putting boundaries in place can feel uncomfortable for people because they want to support other people, but you are also entitled and allowed and it's not shameful to put your needs first and to have your needs met first before you support others. Yeah, it's that expression, you can't pour from an empty cup. Precisely. Precisely. If you've got nothing in your cup, nothing's going to come out. Yeah, you can't give. (laughs) (laughs) So what's your best advice for someone who feels like they're really bad at setting boundaries, but they kind of want to start Mm -hmm. to be a bit better at it? So my... two things to get you started one I know this is an audio medium audio yes that's the right word um (laughs) I'm turning into the permanently exhausted pigeon now um (laughs) but I will explain the facial expression that I'm making um so if you ever feel like oh god basically like my neck was retract my head was retracting my eyes were closing I was turning my face away I was screwing up my face if you ever like if something happens in your business and it makes you go like, oh God, or oh no, or makes you feel sad, makes you feel cross, makes you feel resentful, makes you feel, makes you feel mad or sad, makes you feel mad and or sad, both box tickers all welcome here. Um, that is an indication that a boundary is being crossed. And in that situation, so that's number one, is notice where you're feeling resentment, anger, sadness, really where you're feeling like you want to say no, but you end up saying yes. Um, Those are markers that a boundary is being crossed. And it might be about how people are contacting you, when they're doing that, the method by which they're doing it, when um, requests that they're making of you, when you're working, the type of work that you're doing, anything. um, That's an indication that a boundary is being crossed. And then the second bit of advice would be to have a set of standard responses that are already written that say no in those in those very specific situations where you want to say no but you always say yes so for example if it is someone saying oh I really want to book in a session with you but I work full-time so I can only do after 6 p.m and you that makes you feel like oh god I really don't want to do that because I'm really (laughs) tired and that's when I watch neighbors and then it's dinner time but you always say yeah of course that's fine I'll squeeze you in because you're worried that your business will fall over if you don't or any of those other worries that we talked about write a stock response to that saying I'm really sorry but my in fact you don't even need to say sorry but no we always do so (laughs) (laughs) we are British we'll we'll just include it anyway you can delete as appropriate really sorry but my, my last session of the day is a um 5 p.m um perhaps we could do a lunchtime if that worked for you um and then basically by what you're doing by having stock responses is hacking your brain you're stopping your brain from going down its its well-trodden neural pathway which is to say yes to the thing that you don't really want to do but you always say yes to and you are giving it a response before that before that well-trodden neural pathway kicks in Um, and you can just copy and paste it you don't need to think about it and it's done so 
In any situation where you feel like your boundary is being crossed, start writing little stock responses, save them in quick responses on Instagram, save them to a note on your phone, save them as templates in your email app. And that will, because in the moment when you're trying to set a boundary, you forget what all the words are or Mm. what order they should go in or how many exclamation marks are acceptable to use or, you know, you, you, it's really hard in that moment. So take the emotional labor out of it and write it in advance. So yeah, start to identify where your boundaries are being crossed and then develop some pre-written responses that you can use in those moments. Yeah. You just shoot out without having to think too much about it and maybe feel that that kind of agonize over the decision that's really good really practical advice and also of course you have some amazing services and things that people can look into as well yeah so because I know that that particularly that trying to set boundaries and trying to say the words around boundaries are really Mm -hmm. hard um I've put together this boundaries bundle which is basically like pre-written copy to preemptively set boundaries like in your on your social media on your website in your marketing your emails in your client agreements welcome packs and then kind of like quick fire boundary reinforcing words so you can just kind of lift and shift fill in the blanks maybe tweak you know the words so that it feels more you and less me um so yeah that was like I just really wanted to help people when they're in that situation like I was in that situation today trying Mm. to word an email to someone and being like you know just constantly typing hedging words like could I please would you mind if um could I ask you <laughs> oh, to and I'm like what what am I saying why why mm. words here um so that actually I know, find, yeah I know that, that those moments are really hard yeah that can be more annoying I think as well I think people that respect you will respect your boundaries yeah. I think I found and I think sometimes that kind of tiptoeing around can be really painful as Mm -hmm. well sometimes you just need to be like no sorry this is the boundary and it's also confusing for people if you have a clear boundary like I only work till five but Mm. then you in inverted commas squeeze someone in they are confused about what's okay what's acceptable what what is the way that we work together so by holding to your boundaries you're actually making it clearer to them how it how it works um but yeah I know that boundary setting and saying the words or writing the words is really hard so (laughs) yeah I put this boundary bundle together that you can just lift and shift amazing well thank you so much for coming on the podcast to talk about boundaries I hope people are going to go away now and start thinking about "Mm, where am I going to set these boundaries that are going to help me eventually to be more productive and feel better in my work that's going to be amazing for you so look forward to hearing about what people are doing with their boundaries um but yeah where can people find you online and I mean not elsewhere if you want to take a trip to Edinburgh hit me up because that's where I live <laughs> I mean I'm, a, I'm never in Scotland that is I want to so if I ever do I'll be yeah yeah um so the main place I hang out like most other people is the gram um so I'm mad and sad club or in words not the ampersand on the gram <laughs> and madandsideclub.co.uk on the interwebs um but yeah come chat to me about boundaries about cats uh yeah. about you know anything really i'm all up for the the chats i think that's probably how we got talking yeah, initially definitely cats. Was cats yeah definitely <laughs> cats 
I think it's interesting to think about that like how did we start talking because I tried to do that before but I'm like can you be in my podcast yeah I think it was cats yeah I I will always respond to people's stories about cats especially when you're like I tried to put her in the box and it was really hard (laughs) because it's so fucking traumatizing I'm sorry I swear fell out of my mouth um it is so traumatizing trying to fit your cat into a tiny flipping box and take them to a place they don't want to go oh god yeah but you did it there we go getting the support was what I needed (laughs) right (laughs) thank you so much for being on the podcast joke bye bye what a great episode I love talking to Jo about boundaries she just had so many amazing things to say about them and I think boundaries are one of those things that can really have a massive positive impact on the way that you're working towards either a business or a project or whatever it is I think boundaries are just so important to maintaining that work-life balance I'll put all of Joe's links in the description of the episode and of course make sure you're following me on Instagram at positivelyproductive.co the link is in the description and before I go I just want to tell you about my workshop which is at the beginning of 2022 so it's the new year kind of big goals workshop and what we're going to be doing is we're going to be helping you set goals for the new year so in that workshop we'll have time to look at what makes a good goal we'll look at how we're going to break it down and you're going to start doing the work as well I hate when workshops kind of give you all this information and then kind of tell you to go away and do the work but no this workshop you're going to be doing the work together I did a really similar one last year and um, it was really great to sit down with some really passionate people and see what kind of exciting goals they were setting for 2022. So even if you're feeling like, oh, I'm, I'm not really into setting goals for the year, I don't like this New Year's resolution stuff, don't worry, we'll look at it in a really sustainable, impactful way. We'll look at the goals that are going to drive you forward and we'll focus on those. You have to believe you can do it and um, it's so great to set goals. It focuses us and it gets us to where we want to be. It's only a fiver as well, which is great news, especially after Christmas. So I've kept it really accessible because I want as many people as possible to be able to come and to set their goals and to support each other as well. So I really hope you'll join me. Um, It is on the 5th of January and details are in the description. All that's left for me to say though is not to have a positively productive day necessarily, but I hope you have a positively restful, joyful Christmas. And make sure you listen to the other episode that's out today, which is a solo one with me, all about how to take a break. Bye.